The Long Box Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Get ready for a surprise! The Longbox Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the art sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, and this is a series of many podcasts made exclusively for our Crusaders Club members. So if you're listening to this on our Longbox Crusade public feed, that means the Crusaders Club heard this episode weeks ago. Now, if you want to get in on the early listening, along with the other many perks of being a Crusaders Club member, just go to patreon.com. And search for Longbox Crusade for as little as one buck a month. You too can join our crusade, but let's get back to the show. On this show, I literally surprise attack my guests. They have no idea what is going on even at this exact moment. Isn't that true, Shag? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, pretty obnoxious, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm here to do. So here's the deal. I got two local stores. I got Burks and TJ Maxx, and they occasionally carry those $5 grab bags of comics that contain five older comics. I have acquired a bag today, and I'm springing it on my guest, the irredeemable Shag. Welcome to Grab Bag Surprise Attack, Shag. This is my favorite podcast I never wanted to be on. Welcome. I'm so glad to hear you say such nice things. Is this a video show or just audio? Because I've got some special things to show the people at home. (laughs) No, it's thank God it's just audio. Okay. Oh, well. (laughs) They're missing out on some special semaphore going on here. <laughs> Hang on, I read semaphore. And suck my- Oh, come on, Shaq. <laughs> Terribly sorry. I gotta let you know, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna bust open this bag, and Shag and I are gonna give our quick thoughts on each of the five issues, and we'll also score each issue on a scale of one to five on just basically how motivated we'd be to read it. Like, just gut instinct, Shag. Just like, one to five, like five, like, oh, I wanna read that. One, like, eh! wait till tomorrow you know that guy okay and then we're gonna crown one of these issues as champion of the bag so shag let's get cracking i've done a lot of these <laughs> i'm sure your friends are just as appreciative as i was most people were a little more jazz than you were shag. <laughs> <laughs> that's because they don't know you well enough they, at this point you're like an internet phenom for them for no, me you're no, the guy who no. snores too loud in my spare bedroom <laughs> we need to make that happen soon by the way one of one is delvin he's known me for 20 something years man he knows his deal. Anyway, let's start with our first book. It is Marvel Age Spider-Man, my friend. Okay. This is from December of 2004. Your creative team is Mike Richt. Richt? It's hard to say. R-A-I-C-H-T. Pencils by Shane Davis. Marvel Age Spider-Man. Yeah, December of 2004. Your cover is actually pretty cool. It's got a Spidey versus the Green Goblin thing going on here. So, Shag, do you have any thoughts on Marvel Age Spider-Man? Have you read some in the past? Have you read this issue? And then if you want to roll that right into your one through five gut instinct feeling of of how you feel. I don't know that I've read this particular issue, but I've read a lot of the Marvel Age Spider-Man. There was two lines, and I forget what the other one was called, but they kind of like one went to the other. They were basically kids-friendly versions right. of the heroes. They, they had a Spider-Man line, and again, I can't remember which was which. Either way, I bought a ton of these things for my stepson, who was uh, younger at the time, who was just getting into comics. And he read a lot of these, again, whether it's Marvel Age or I wish I could remember the name of the other line. Either way, they're great books. Most of them are one and done. They do build a little bit of continuity from your story to story. And they're a lot of fun. I mean, they're really nice 
uh, snapshots of the character for younger readers. I think they're excellent. So I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want to throw a five out of the gate because I, you know, but I, I having experience with these titles, I'd say a four at least. Four for you. I have experienced the same thing with my Marvel ages. So, uh, you know what? I'm feeling your four. I'm pretty up on don't, this one. Don't, don't feel my four. I that's feel just, your four as long no, as I want and wherever I want. That's gross. That's gross. Second book time. Now, what I do is I grab, that was the one on the front cover. Now I'm going to grab the one from the back cover. So these, these are the ones you could see, you know? Okay. So you knew what you were getting. Yeah. Okay. And after this, it's going to be a mystery. Okay. So from the back of the bag, we have the Mighty Thor number 18. This one looks like it is October 2012. Let me see that. Let me see that cover. Okay. Mighty Thor. Number 18. Oh, that's an Alan Davis cover there, buddy. 2012. It looks very Alan Davis-ish. This is by Matt Fraction and Alan Davis. The cover's got very bold Thor flying up with some lightning behind him. Surprise, surprise. It looks like he's taking, what was that, Loki? Kid Loki? That's like Kid Loki. Yeah, like his uh, Loki when he was young sort Uh, of thing. With him somewhere. So. Yep. Have you read it? Thoughts on it? And then just roll it right into your one through five. Have not read it. Um, not the biggest fan of Thor and comics. Um, I have a hard time. Like when I read Avengers, I'm like, yeah, I'm digging this. And then Thor shows up. It's like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> um, I'm much more interested in the Chris Helmsworth version of Thor. So now I do love some Alan Davis, though. And Matt Fraction's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a three on the creative team. The character would be lower. All right, so your gut instinct is a three on this. Now, I like Thor just a little better than you, but I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know Thor is an acquired taste. It took me a while to get into Thor. Uh, I'm going to bump this up one more point and give this one a four as well. So it's a four for Thor. That's my score. Oh, my gore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got three left, and they're the mystery three. These are the surprises here. These are the surprises. I'm really hoping for Team America. All right, so next up is... Tyrannity. Oh, I thought it was going to be Mr. T and the T-Force. <laughs> By Kirk Busiek and Mark Bagley. That's a one-two punch you want to get a piece of. Yes, it is. It's number nine from July of 2008. Your cover's got a pretty darn good drawing of Superman all flexed up. This looks like a Kubert cover to me. I'm almost positive it is, judging by the style. Trinity, number nine. I've read these. Um, oh, okay. This was a weekly or bi-weekly series. I want to say bi-weekly. I'm not sure. Either way, the 52 was really successful, right? Okay. And so they did a series of other like weekly or bi-weekly books. And they got, I mean, Kurt Busiek and Mark Bagley together doing a story that's about Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman um, is just wonderful. It didn't pay off as well as it should have. Really? Um, yeah. Now, it, the neat thing here is each one of the three issues, like each three issues would be like a triptych cover. So this is issue nine. If you look at the bottom, you can see Batman's scalloped cape. Yes. So Batman was probably on the cover of issue eight. Oh, the Wonder Woman was probably yeah. on the cover of issue yeah, seven. Yep. They would have got Kubert if that's who it did this, to do all three. Oh, and so they would... You get three covers, bang, bang, bang. And also it helped them with production because, you know, if they're cranking these out pretty quickly. So, I'm again, I'm going to go to a three. I, and, and the story's not that great. It would have been lower based on the story. But, again, the creators are so good that it's, it's actually buffeting the score. I'm right there with you. I feel in the three, middle of the road, like, yeah, I, I'd read it. But I'm a little more excited about the other two issues. That's because you're more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. Well, no, 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 not necessarily. Your DC taste stretches towards Hex. Come on, please. I like the Justice League International. That's, I don't know anything about what that is. <laughs> what is it that? Is that, is that a, it just sounds stupid. Is that an indie book? or I don't know. Right, exactly. Uh, international? No, they're in America. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we're down to our last two. The next one up. Oh, yeah. It's Superboy number 40. This Ooh, is interesting. from June of 1997. This looks to me like we are in... 
the Ron Mars writer Ramon Bernardo. I can get it out. I'll pull a pat here. Bernardo on the pencils. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a big fan of this era Superboy. I have the the whole run, so I'm already giddy, but it's not about me. It's about you. What do you think about the Superboy run of the 90s? And uh, you can roll with your score when you feel like it. It's probably a four. And it would be a five if it was a little, if it was earlier when it was Kessel and Grumman. Yes. Or if it was later when Kessel and Grumman came back. Um, this is the era right before they came back, I want to say, where I, they came back and did a whole bunch of Cadmus stuff, uh, really crazy super science stuff. This is still pretty decent. Thank goodness it's before the DiDio years. But, um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a four. I don't know that I've read this one. I would be excited to, uh, if I, if I have, I would be excited to dive back in. And if I have it, it looks decent. Yes, yes. I love the, uh, Kessel Grummet run. I'm also a big fan when George's Genty comes on. It's one of his signature books, in my opinion, but I'm weird like that. I am in love with this era of Superboy. It's a five right out of the bag for me, even though I know I've already read it and I already own it. It's just, I love it. Fair enough. Last book. Oh, this is fun. We have a little. Is it, is it really fun? Oh, it is, is fun. Didn't I tell you? It's Cole the okay. Conqueror. Oh, I never did describe the Superboy cover. It's got Superboy in a tube. All right. He's like in a back, he's in a back, to t- he's in a back to tank. He, does. he looks like he's and a, you, he looks like got, Luke from Empire. <laughs> exactly. You got Steel. That's what I already said. Why? Right? You're so, you're so slow on the update. You got Steel. You've got Supergirl, which is like the Matrix era Supergirl, which is, by the way, smoking hot. And then you've got Electric Blue Superman from the Electric era, which I am a big fan of. Also looks like Luke from uh, Empire Strikes Back. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> it's an indie film also. Okay. You have to watch on YouTube. All right. So uh, our next book is Call the Conqueror number seven. We're going back here. We're going to December of 1984. What a strange collection. Who puts this grab bag back together? I don't know, but I love it. I'm gonna Let me see the plastic cellophane for the grab bag. Because this is crazy. Yeah, I pick these up a lot at Burks and TJ. Moore. A variety mix of classic comic books featuring Marvel DC. And it's from Supreme Marketing out of Fall River, Massachusetts. Correct. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, well, huh. Because are- Cull is just, I mean, that's that's straight out of left field having a Cull issue yeah, in there. Yeah. That's brand Cull the Conqueror, uh, 84. Yeah, December of 84. Script by Alan Zelenitz and breakdowns by John Bushima with finishes by... Marie Severin. The cover has Cole basically just being swarmed by kind of crazy looking masked people. Like there's a jester and some kind of a raven bird, a fish mask and a monkey. It's like, it's very bizarre, but he's being like threatened at knife point by all these people swarming him at once. So that's Cole Seven. And, and, and they're all monochromatic. Well, he's full color, which is sort of interesting. It is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not only are they monochromatic, but they're all done in one color. Uh, okay. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Right. Masquerade of Death. Oh, yes. It does say Masquerade so, of Death across the bottom. So while I'm not really a fantasy guy, like the whole Conan and sword and sor- sorcery stuff doesn't really do much for me. However, mm-hmm. I am a fan of any comic book published in the 80s that I haven't read or late 70s. So therefore, this is an instant five. You and I have that in common. Look at this Saturday, Ooh, Pryor's look Place. At this Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons ad. I just flipped it to Pryor's Place, Muppet Babies. I know you're not aware of this, but I actually have a, a podcast, and um, I, I do a, a lot of shows. And we just did an episode on Saturday morning cartoon ads, specifically in comic books, and covered that Pryor's Place ad. You have a uh, – when did you start the whole podcasting thing? Um, you know, It's fairly recent. It was just 2011. Okay. That's all. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am very excited about this book as well, so I'm going to give it a five. And while I'm doing the quick math, uh, what do you think about these do, five? Do you need to take Do you need to take your shoes off? Um, my shoes are already off, along with my pants and uh, my shirt. That'll help with the count. Yes, there we go. Uh, while I'm doing the math, 
How do you feel about the overall grab bag thing? Do you like them when you see them? Do you pick them up? Well, uh, it's just all I can see is fifteen dollars retail value. How much did you pay? Five bucks. They're five they're bucks. Five, okay. bucks, five uh, comics. You know, I'm I'm super cheap, so I like the grab bag idea, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I want a better bang for my buck. I, you know, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. I they're 50, a little 50, higher. Fifty cents a book, mm. I could go with for a grab bag. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, dollar a book, I don't know. I'd rather just go through a dollar bin and pick out five books then. And I understand that. The one thing that appeals to me about the grab bag is it oftentimes kind of quote unquote forces me to read something I would normally read, and I I oh, like absolutely. that. I like that, like, okay, I'm going to go on this adventure and see what I think, you know, type of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, what I've been doing lately, when I go through cheap bins, like 50 cent bins or whatever, I have been forcing myself to buy books from the uh, 80s that are not Marvel or DC mm-hmm. and that I haven't read. So I picked up uh, some Elementals. I picked up some, oh gosh, what else? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm totally blanking, but I just went through a whole stack of comics. So a new talent, well, D- new talent showcase is DC, but it's really not any standard superhero stuff. Right. Anyway, I just been picking up really weird, quirky stuff from the '80s lately in Fifty Cent Bins and just loving it and having a blast with it, and forcing myself to read stuff that I never would have picked up. That sounds pretty awesome, to be honest with you. Well, I've done the math. Our winner on Grab Bag Surprise Attack, our champion of the bag, is Call the Conqueror with a perfect score of ten. <laughs> We're both excited about reading that call, and it looks like that. Uh, that, that just echoes Dan DiDio. Now it's a Marvel comic, but still, just echoes Dan DiDio's statement, mm-hmm. San Diego Comic Con, where he said, "Interesting. Our fans are more interested in buying our reprints than reading more recent comics." Mm-hmm. Yes, I, that's true. The older stuff's better. I, I I hate to be a curmudgeon, grumpy old man, but I agree with you. I'm just more attracted to the old stuff that I haven't read, like you're talking about. I, I want to go exactly. back. Yep. Um, you know what? So, you know, if you haven't read it, it's new to you. Exactly. And in fairness, it's not just the comic book industry. I'm doing the same thing with video games. I'm more inclined. You're, re- to you're reading old video I'm games. I'm reading them cover to cover. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> must be a lot of fun. <laughs> so our decided reading order for this one is we'd read the Call, and then we'd read the Superboy, and then we'd read the Marvel Age, and then we'd read Thor, and then Trinity last. And Trinity still looks decent to me, so I'd say this is a pretty good bag. I'd say you got a fun selection of books, and you and you said the the fun of randomness is good because I probably wouldn't have pulled out that Superboy book, mm-hmm. but you know what? It's probably a great read. I imagine it is. In fact, I know it is. I'm a big Superboy fan. Anyways, now comes the time where we give these comic books away. One lucky Crusaders Club member is about to be selected. These comics are going to be delivered right to their front door. So, Shag, will you please pull the randomizer lever? Just it's just there to your left. Do you have some WD forty? Oh, yeah. Hang on. It looks like Delvin spilled. Ew! What is that? Oh my god! Soul glow. He's doing a whole new thing with his hair. Oh, that's ew! <laughs> god, do you have a towel? This is gross. Just pull the randomizer. Okay. <laughs> so the big winner here is Bill Beer. Bill, congratulations, right, Bill. I like Bill. He's a nice guy. These comics are heading to your front door, buddy. And you know what? That is it for this episode of Grab Bag Surprise Attack. I want to thank Shag for being here. Thank you for being here, Shag. Oh, it was so nice to be invited mm-hmm. and told all about what we were going to do today. And really uh, a, a great chance for me to prepare. I, I loved it. And I think you did just fine. I thought you were going to sound like a complete idiot, but nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> actually, um, I always sound like a complete idiot. So if I didn't, I did something wrong. Ah, you were you were great at this, as I knew you would be. Well, thank you for inviting me on. I sincerely appreciate it. I love all the folks at Longbox Network, except for you. Appreciate the opportunity to share something with your listeners. Oh, man, that's the coolest. And thank you to all the Crusaders Club members who support us <laughs> here at the Longbox Crusade he's, Network. He's laughing, folks, because he just had to edit out a bunch of really bad stuff. That's why he's laughing. Now, how often do these episodes come out? That really depends on how often I find these bags as they pop up at those stores. But rest assured, whenever I see one, there's going to be another grab bag surprise attack. Bye, everybody. Bye. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. You will not regret it. (laughs) 